back one too. Ooh, delightful. Hey, so props. You brought props. I brought props. You Good brought morning. Props. Good morning. Good morning, props. We are recording. I we think. have lots yes. to talk about this morning, and we'll get to the props. But, okay. Um, Hi. What do you want to start with? Hi, Kelson. Hi. I like your coffee cup. Hi. Can we tell people about your coffee cup first? Yeah, how about you say the bad word? Uh, I love it. Kelson has this coffee cup that's roughly the size of uh, a Buick. <laughs> it's huge. And on it, it says, a giant cup of I'm the fucking boss. <laughs> so obviously, uh, something has uh, twisted her panties today. <laughs> well, I got this cup a couple of weeks ago at Spencer's, of course. Oh, really? Um, mm. And I just thought it was amazing. It's actually almost too heavy to lift and drink from. I would end up um, being the boss with dribbles all over her chest. <laughs> but um, I think it's pretty awesome. And, you know, in these waning five, six days or however many I have, I just need the occasional pick-me-up. Let's see. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Five. Yeah, five days. Holy moly. Five days left of this madness. Now, you've been doing this for over a year. We've talked about, uh, talked oh, about it gosh. a ton on yeah. this show. We've talked about it on Politics. Boom, right. you were part of the um, roundtable that we did. I am, and, people are tired of me. Well, no, that's <laughs> not true because we're getting a lot of people that are listening to the show and they really like you. I think they're actually tired of me because I'm nuts. But this week, ladies and gentlemen, we have something new for you. Kelson's nuts. Yay! <laughs> Kelson's tired and she's, she's, break, she's breaking free. Anyways, I love my new cup. And I also brought some other props. But let's just start with the, you know, more feel-good stuff. Oh, okay. What you so, got? So, um... How was your Halloween? Um, my Halloween was actually a lot of work. Yeah? So, yeah. So, you know, I went to Oregon last week. And um, so, yeah, you know, I'm going to have that at the beginning. I'm just going to so have yeah, that. So, yeah, you know. I'm just going to have so that yeah, on my you tombstone because that's apparently how I start every... <laughs> well, I just realized I was talking in like a higher octave than I usually do. So, I'm going to bring it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ladies Kelsey. and gentlemen. <laughs> so you did not enjoy uh, Halloween. Um, well, let me back up because I went to uh, Southern Oregon last weekend for uh-huh. the football game. And I didn't enjoy that because Carol lost. Um, it was a really good game, though. And I, I'm in a weird position because I work with the entire Frontier Conference. and um, So you can't really have a favorite. I, I, exactly. I can't really have a favorite. But SOU and EOU are only in the Frontier Conference for football. Mm. So they're like bastard stepchildren anyway. <laughs> Sorry, S O U. Yeah, they kind they kind of get they kind of get treated badly, and I feel bad. But they had a Southern Oregon's football team is phenomenal. I mean, they're really really good. They eat a lot of cheese out there. Um, in Southern Oregon, uh-huh. it's Tillamook. not Wisconsin. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, they do. Um, delightful. Oh. Tillamook cheese is the best. Oh, it is. It's it's awesome. <laughs> I have a cup of coffee today. We actually, um, the Grizz have recruited a lot of football players from Southern Oregon over the years because they really? they are big and strong and well, they tough. are. And it was it the the game was amazing. And Carroll fought really really hard. At one point, they were down like twenty five points, mm-hmm. which in a f- basketball game totally understandable. A football game, not so much. Um, but the, the final score ended up being fifty two forty nine. So they only lost by three, and it was and they fought hard to come back. And they really could have won it. It was it was one of those games where it's just a heartbreaker because you know they worked really really hard at it. Mm-hmm. But you then look at Southern Oregon and you go, you know, they're a darn good team. And you it, while. You know, my loyalties lie with the Frontier Conference and and with Carol specifically. Um, it's definitely with the Frontier Conference, and I really like the fact that we have three teams in the top 25. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. And as long as we have three teams in the top 15, we'll have three teams in the playoffs, which will be really, really cool. Um, 
and kind of unprecedented because the Frontier Conference being out in the West is very much the bastard stepchild of the NAIA because everybody else is right. in the Midwest or the South and they're very sort of, we don't like those Northerners. <laughs> so, so poor I did SOU that. and EOU, they're like the bastard stepchild twice over. <sighs> yeah, it's very sad for them. <laughs> they're redheaded. Why don't they have their own conference? Redhead, so they redheaded don't have to bastard feel so stepchildren. <laughs> disconnected who eat lots of cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the big reason they don't have their own conference, well, the Cascade Conference is where they are for all the rest of sports because they're the closer schools but the rest of the schools don't have football Mm. so it's just for football that they're part of the frontier and football is an amazing sport because it's it's so there's so much money that goes into it but it brings in so much money that it supports (laughs) a lot of the other sports happening Mm -hmm. at all so these schools that don't have football i wonder how they do it because you know basketball is i'm you know and I hate to say this because I like all the people that are involved with basketball at all of the schools are very good people, but it's just not as popular, mm-hmm. you know, and, and after watching it, I kind of know why I'm sorry. It's well, it's just, inside first of all. Well, yeah, but it's also in winter, so that's okay. <laughs> exactly. So we're going we're gonna to play basketball outside in the snow. That's going to end badly. So how was the drive to and fro? Uh, 17 hours down, sucked. 17 hours back, sucked even worse. <laughs> uh, I did get to go to Portland and hang out with some friends. Got to see Steve Brady. Nice. You remember our friend Steve. I love Steve. Um, Hi, got- Steve. Steve should listen to this show. He should listen to the show. I think Actually, he would I think be he amused. does listen to the show. Uh, he, I miss Steve. I miss him, too. He's awesome. And uh, he and his uh, boyfriend's uh, partner... You know what? We need better words. <laughs> anyway, his his partner in crime, uh, Julian, who is the head chocolatier for Moonstruck. Nummy. Oh, <laughs> did you bring chocolate back? Nope, they didn't make it. <laughs> well, it was a long drive. You had to it was sustain yourself. Drive. So I did. I did that, and I. Uh, um, you know, so I didn't come back until Monday because on Sunday I needed to make sure that my assistant who was editing the, the Saints wrap-up show could get a hold of me and I could get to access to his computer via the internet if I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a great job. Raleigh did an awesome job with the show. It was nice. Um, and I really didn't do anything on Sunday except for catch up with old friends. I got to see my, <laughs> a friend I worked with uh, 20 years ago and I got to see a friend that I haven't seen in 14 years. Wow. You know, which was really, really nice. And... Um, then on Monday, I drove back and I had to leave really early because I had to get back in town for rehearsal with the Helena Chamber Singers because we're doing the Bach Magnificat and I'm singing a solo in that. Mm. And the tenor solo in that, I don't know what the tenor did to piss off Bach, but it was horrible. <laughs> um, because, you know, Bach just went, eh, When are you performing? I'm Christmas? I, yeah, December 17th and 18th. Mm. Uh, so, yes. And uh, this tenor solo it bounces around and it's it's got these runs in it that are they're really artistic and beautiful but when you put them together you realize that he hated the tenor mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know he was just going i'm deaf i won't hear it if he screws it up da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's going to be interesting it's a lot of work to sing that and um it wouldn't be so bad except for that the piece immediately before it in the magnificat is also really really high and loud for the tenors so there's a lot of work that goes into that then i get to do a solo really really fast high and loud <laughs> <laughs> but at least you're not doing it in that voice. You had to do the yeah. It's, it's not in Trekkie's voice, right. although that would be funny. <laughs> Maybe one Muppets of the performances the you should just like Trekkie it out. Yeah, exactly. We'll bring Trekkie in. He'll be singing the solo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. People would be like, "Why is that man in a tux holding a puppet?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, spice it up a bit. Exactly. So then on Tuesday, I had to go down to Butte 
uh, for a meeting in the morning about the volleyball conference championships, which are next week, and I'll be in Butte for those. Yay! Um, there's a you know, so there's a lot of work that goes into what I do, and uh, I was there for that. And then I had lunch with a friend from actually from Avenue Q. Um, she's the one who played Lucy the slut. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, then I came back, had two meetings in the afternoon, ended up not making it to the city council meeting yesterday, which I was bummed yeah. about, but I texted Jamie, do I need to go? Because I'm running late, but I will be there if I need, if you're, you need people. He's like, it's covered. We're, we're good until the meeting. Good. So I don't know what happened there, but I'm, I'm not looking forward to the December meeting. It will not be pleasant. And then... Uh, they did move it forward. Oh, yay. Good. Yeah. From what I can tell from Facebook with amendments posts, or without, um, I'm not clear on the details. It sounds like from Sanjay's article that perceived is still in there, but I need to verify that. You never really can tell right. all of the details, but they definitely moved it forward. They agreed on a draft, and we just need to verify the specifics. Good so deal. it'll be posted and and heard in December. Awesome! Yay! So there's that, and then uh, yeah. So I got done with uh, meeting with Bruce Parker at Carol about some stuff for the show this weekend because he's not going to host it, and John Lagerquist is, which is always fun. Um, John's a great guy, but he's not good on television just yet because he's never really done it, you know. And it's and you think that radio and TV are related, and they're not. Mm-hmm. You, you think about the world completely differently. So it'll be interesting, and um, got done with that. Ran into John McClellan, lead singer of the Clintons, also a friend, friend of the, of the show. show. We need to have some sort of like, um, we, of we really list. need to implement more props and noises. And when we say friend of the show, it needs to have like some sort of musical background to it. Well, I'll have John compose it. <laughs> <laughs> like the air quotes. As uh, we evolve this thing, yeah, if we we're going to become if more we ever radio get the air personality. Quote sounds, that's all it's going to be to open the show. We'll <laughs> right, just we press just the need air one of those little... like five times. Um, actually, friend there's a soundboard the app for the iPad I could download it. Nice. We can see if we can do it tomorrow, right. but I just think it might be kind of dorky. <laughs> um, so as friend of the show. Yeah, so ran into John, and he was just headed to the gym, and I had my stuff with me, and I hadn't gone to the gym in a week and a half. So I was like, you know what? I'll go to the gym, too. It'll be fun. So I went to the gym, and then got up at the gym and realized, I'm in pain. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm hungry. So I went ho- No, I wasn't even hungry. I went home and crashed. And then I had to be up this morning at 6 because I had files that needed to be out to a client right away, and it was just, uh, it's just a disaster. So my week has just been kind of <laughs> nuts. Um, and... You know, I have to get the. I, I don't even know who's playing football this weekend. I think I have four games that I have to coordinate and get ads to. I have no clue. Those nice. have to be done by 5 p.m. today. Well, it's so, good yeah. that we take time out of our busy schedules for this show. It is because you the know listeners what, are depending on us mm-hmm. each week. All seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, actually, we're, we're doing pretty well. We get about 50 people every week, which is, you know, for a new podcast for Montana. Tell I, your I did give us a, a new tagline last week. Oh, we yeah? are Montana's most outspoken podcast. Yes. And if we were ever on the radio, we'd it's be true. Montana's most out, outspoken radio show. Absolutely. Well, hopefully listeners will spread the word to their friends. And I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I downloaded the shows. I just haven't had time to listen to them yet. Whatever. I mean, like me, I'm a huge fan of Politic Tick Boom, but it's only when I actually get some time in my car that I get to listen to it. Right. Which I did recently. Oh, who'd you listen to? Oh, yesterday. So one of the things I learned is that I could just like listen as I'm driving around town. Mm -hmm. I usually save podcasts for like when I'm on the open road, but I was like, no, I'll just listen to it as I drive around town because I seem to spend more time in my car than I think I do. 
So I listened to the most recent one with Jesse Laslovich. Mm. And I have to say, Jesse has a special place in my heart. He's such a good guy. He is. He and I have known each other for many years, worked really closely on legislation for many years because he was on Senate Judiciary. And I basically live in the Senate Judiciary Committee, um, <laughs> given the work I do. And so we've worked really closely together. Um, it was interesting to hear him talk about uh, both being in a primary and all that comes with being in a primary, because as an outsider who watched that primary, not so much an outsider, I'm kind of like an inside outsider, you know, I didn't You're like um, on the team, but on the bench. <laughs> right. Well, in that particular race, I actually am close with both of them. So I didn't, I was like, Jesse said, I didn't pick a side. I didn't, you know, stick my neck out one way or the other, but it was truly because I admire and respect both of them. Yeah. So how did, how did you deal with that when the primary came up? Cause I was in the same boat and you know, I felt the need that I had to vote, and, and it, I don't want to know who you voted for, right. but how did you vote in that primary? Or did you just switch over to Republican for that and try to sing Fox? No, <laughs> no I, um, I I do think that on so many things, they're, they're like equally awesome, you know, right. and um, would do a really good job in that position. Ultimately, I decided on things that were kind of more personal to me. Um, and but you I, did vote. I did vote absolutely, and, and so I picked one or the other. But I would have been happy with either one. either way. And and, and, and it was, was really hard. It, it yeah. sucks. And it was also really hard to watch that primary because I know that neither one of them wanted to. Um, you know, neither one of them wanted to beat the other, but both no, of them wanted the job. Exactly. And they had teams of people, as Jesse said, who were, you know, very vocal and supportive one way or the other. And it was just, it was, I remember in those last waning days of the primary, just being like, I am so glad this will be over soon. Cause that AG primary like created, you know, divides in my friend group and stuff like that. So it was just not fun, but I did really respect, um, so much of what Jesse said and just, I appreciated his honesty for being so straightforward about how hard it is to be a candidate and it's hard to lose and it's hard to, you know, move on and Mm -hmm. figure out, but that, you know, after reflection, you have a chance to be like, this was worth it. And for whatever reason, listening to him on that podcast is what I needed to hear this last week. You know, just well, kind of. It helped. Yeah, it was it was therapeutic. I was thinking that this podcast for me is therapeutic, but also, um, you know, the timing of listening to that one was really good for me. Just to hear from somebody that I respected that other people feel like I do. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think it's universal amongst candidates what you feel. Absolutely. Which is, ah! Yeah. Well, and then also, like, of course, you're going to be fine one way or the other, winning or losing, but it's hard. You know, so for instance, I, I don't know if I said this last week, but I looked at my opponent's campaign finance report last week and uh, no, we had discussed it, but it was the co- the one from the couple months before. So you didn't know where it oh, was. Well, it was, they were due last Thursday. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I probably hadn't seen it yet. Um, and we did well, first of all, I mean, I raised more money than her in this last period. So right. Um, only about a thousand dollars, but in total, she raised more than I did, but we, we did really well. Um, but what was interesting is that I looked at her finance report and there were several people who contributed to her who are people I know, like, um, people I used to work with, uh, my eye doctor, you know, people who are like in my life who, you know, uh, getting a new eye doctor. <laughs> exactly. So apparently it's funny. you don't see eye to eye. That right. would be weird. Uh, but, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just, oh, we'll it's, kind of, it's kind of surreal because it's like, 
you know, I have no doubt that these people still like respect me as a person and whatever, but eventually politics come down to like, you're one way or the other. And so do I, you know, hold a grudge against my eye doctor because she not only probably votes for Liz, but contributed to her or do I just figure, Oh, that's politics. You know, do these people who I used to work for and really admire who I thought, you know, considered me somebody that they had mentored. And when they give to my opponent, how do I, how do I process that? You know? And it, it, well, I and guess it's my this political is, thing that you, actually becomes really personal. You well, know? are you talking to them? What do you mean? Are you, I would call them, you know, them, you have their phone numbers, call them, find out. A lot of people still haven't voted, and those are people, even though they gave money to her, and they may have gave money to her because she's an old family friend. You never know. No. And, you know, I would call them, but that's me. Again, I call people Yeah, but I also think, for me, I mean, part of what I'm trying to say is that you interact with people in your life every day, not based on politics. Well, like, okay, you might. <laughs> right. But, like, I and certainly I have people in my life who are Republicans, right? So do I, my parents. And so just because I run for office doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden going to give to a Democrat. But the point is that oh, it still hurts see. your feelings. Well, you know, when see, they give to your opponent. Well, like, at the very least, it. hold back. Don't give my give to my and, opponent. And, but you know me. And that's the thing. That's, that's where I would have the problem with it. And that's why I would go and talk to them. Because if they're actively contributing to somebody who is not supporting you, that's a problem. It, if they have somebody that's running, you know, it, I have lots of friends, obviously, that are involved in politics. Mm -hmm. And when, I mean, this comes down to like when Pam and, and Jesse were running, both of them were asking for contributions. I like both of them. I couldn't give to either one of them right. at that point, or I would have had to give to both of them. Mm -hmm. And um, at that point, I'm I was like, in the same boat. You know, I'm not going to do that. I won't do that. And if I knew somebody who's, and well, and Steve Gibson's a good example. Um, Steve is running against Joe Kohenauer. And I know Joe, and I'm not a huge fan, but he's okay. Um, I know Steve. I actually think he's one of the better Republicans by far. Mm -hmm. and, and when it comes down to it in that race, mm, kind of neutral. So I don't think I, I would give money to either one of them. Mm -hmm. But I know them both. And that's probably a good idea for me because that, that doesn't put them in an awkward situation when we're out at social functions mm -hmm. where they have to know that I, I chose sides. I think that ultimately these people, I mean, these, these people I'm talking about aren't like good friends, but they are people who I have interacted with in my life. And I guess ultimately, <laughs> and I'm, obviously they don't know you very well right. because the next time you interact with them, it's, it's going it's, to be awkward and interesting. It's going to be a little bit of pain. Um, but I, I think, hopefully, hopefully for them, yeah. I mean, really, I, I think really put on the stilettos, grab the whip and let's right. see how this like, what? <laughs> but I think that ultimately they probably are thinking about their interests, which may not be best represented by a Democrat. I mean, like an um, eye doctor. Really? Well, I'm just saying she, you know, for whatever reasons, thinks that the well, other I'm thinking, person will I'm be thinking better. you need a new eye doctor. The other people are, you know, people who lobby for issues that are better represented by Republicans. I just, I guess there was a part of me that held out hope that somehow our personal relationship would have an impact. And it should. Yeah. And, but Politics you know, again, personal. it is, but it's also like, you also have to depersonalize it. I guess part of the point I'm trying to make is that I'm going through this process right now where I'm having to deal with like ways in which it's really personal, but ways in which it's just not, I mean, I just can't like hold grudges against people or, oh. or oh. be whatever. Well, you know? no, here's the other part of it. And I guess this is one of those things that I, you know, where I function differently than other people. Cause I call them on their BS. I call right. them all the time. 
uh, and I expect them to do it to me because I know I'm not perfect. And mm-hmm. there are plenty of times when I'm off in my own little la la land, and I expect the people to go, "Hey, pumpkin, come right. back." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. After calling them on their BS, and I don't even want an explanation because I don't really care. You know, right. just go this, you know, if I were in this situation, I would, you know, next time I go into the eye doctor, I'd be like, you know, I'm really thinking about getting a new eye doctor because we don't see eye to eye, but I'm bummed. But, you know, the whole thing is, is that I know you and I would wonder why you think supporting me would mean that you wouldn't be able to ask me about how, you know, how I right. feel on an issue and maybe educate me in a direction that's going to be helpful to you if I was your representative. Right. That's the, my concern. Mm-hmm. And if they don't think they can do that, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't think about that, which is probably exactly what happened, they thought, well, she's a Republican, I'll support her. And Kelson's nice, but, you know, Kelson's kind of crazy, which you are. Um <laughs> You know, if that's what it is, not right. a big deal. I'd let it go. Um, but it, it, I bet it's because they forget. And then Montana's special in this way because we really do have access to our legislators and our, our, our officials in the state mm-hmm. that other states just don't have. Everybody knows where the governor's mansion is. And I Trick don't... treats there. <laughs> I know. And I... It, well, not only on Halloween, I think pretty much any day of the week, if you wanted to, <laughs> you could walk over there and knock on the door and say hi. Right. Absolutely. It's not like there's armed guards outside. No, inside I, I brought somebody. Uh, <laughs> I told you I had that out of state friend mm-hmm. when I brought him to the Capitol. He was like, there's no security here. There's no like, no, it's Montana. Have we have any guns. metal defectors, <laughs> defectors, detectors, metal, metal defectors. <laughs> yeah, they I'm will defect your metal. <laughs> um, I said, no, not only that, we just have a sign that says, please consider not bringing your weapons into right. the Capitol. <laughs> exactly. Because we're polite. If you're right. not, if you're not nice, they'll shoot you. Uh, yeah. So, so it's we just have that access. The so, point I'm trying to make is yes with some of these people i'll probably confront them with the eye doctor i might just find a new eye doctor but it's just it's part What's really of funny is i hope she listens to the show and she'll be like doubt it. i'm so sorry <laughs> i doubt she does you know it's actually my husband who wrote the check which exactly. is entirely possible yeah so you know it's just it's part of politics that well i did something sneaky i, did, I donated bit. to uh people in my parents names <laughs> you did not oh yeah just for fun <laughs> Oh my gosh! Just you have I, your own little war going on in your house. Oh you? well, and it's funny because it blew up. I was talking to my parents this morning, and my dad is now on a rant about sales tax because he absolutely hates the idea of sales tax. Well, which then is he funny. shouldn't vote for Rick Hill. I know, and that, that's what he was yelling at. He was yelling about Rick Hill, and he's like, you know, we're one of three states that are left. And by the way, I've lived in two of them and right close to the third one. So mm-hmm. it's really funny to me that sales tax exists anywhere because it's such a nightmare. Yeah. And the thing about sales tax so is regressive. It's, it is regressive. It, it taxes everybody at a rate that's incredibly, incredibly bad. Right. And it goes after people who really can't afford it right away. And there's no way for them to, re- excuse me, to recover that money th- through refunds at right. the end of the tax year. No. So, but then, then the other part of the regress, oh, we're getting into the tax discussion. Blah, hey. blah, blah. <laughs> Welcome to Thursday. <laughs> well, the other part of the tax discussion that drives me nuts is that we have this, um, and nobody wants a flat tax. Yeah. And the reason they don't want a flat tax is they're like, well, that's regressive. I'm like, yeah, it is regressive, except for that if you look at all the loopholes that we've got in our tax system right now, it would actually be more progressive because it would make the people at the higher end pay a higher tax rate. Mm-hmm. And the people at the lower end, yeah, they're going to pay the tax rate that they're already paying now, but the people at the higher end are going to be paying the same tax rate, right. which is going to bring in more money, more revenue to the government. And I think that honestly, at that point, you know, the people who are saying that it's regressive at that point obviously have never done taxes mm-hmm. and should pay, maybe pay a little attention. So, well, I think it's that people, yeah, I mean, the concept is like the way sales tax is regressive is because it's like the same rate for everybody. Same thing. It is. And when people think about the flat tax, they they think it it through that lens. You don't get to put it in at the end. If even you used to be able to, and this was, I guess this was repealed in like the 
uh, 80s or something, but you used to be able to keep all of your receipts and all of your sales tax. You got to put that in as tax paid on your federals. Can you imagine having to keep your receipts for a year? Well, you don't. Are you what kidding is, me? What's wrong with you? For everything you purchase? Yes. Why? Because I have a business. Yeah. And and you have to justify everything. And if you get audited and you don't have receipts, good luck. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously in my work life, I keep receipts, but I, heck no, I don't keep receipts. For oh, you every, just do you I'm just saying do in sales tax, you would have personal. to like every morning when I go to Starbucks, I'd have to keep that receipt. Are you kidding me? Well... Yeah, well, yes and no. But part of the things that didn't happen at that time, yeah, she would have had to keep the receipt, but there was no Starbucks, and you couldn't use a credit card at that point. Just <laughs> FYI, because this was the 60s, you'd pay in cash. Right. Um, so, yeah, you'd get a receipt, and you'd have it, and you'd keep it with Yeah, that sounds like way too much paperwork. It would be, and it was. Um, it, but what's interesting is that now, because the, you know it's all math, and they can show exactly what it is, tax is always uh, a line item that can be recorded, at, that can be transmitted to the bank. You know, this is mm-hmm. what they paid, this is what the sales tax on it is, and oh, this is the total amount a, charged. Nice. And so you can pull it out and it can be tracked for you. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways that it could go back to. I think it should be if you're, you know, it's a tax. It should go into, it's part of your taxes paid people. Mm-hmm. It's part of your taxes paid. Well, the point is we're trying to avoid a sales tax in Montana. Yeah. We don't want to have a sales tax in Montana. I don't think there should be sales taxes anywhere or well, okay. There should be one or the other. There should either be property tax or sales tax. There shouldn't be both. And in every state that has a sales tax, they also have property taxes except for like Texas. And income. Washington or no, has it, no yeah, income tax. But. Yeah, and Texas has no income tax. Right. But they have property tax and sales tax. And it's like, it, uh, so I can understand if they have no income tax, the sales tax then offsets that. That makes sense. Right. And, you know, everybody pays the same in income tax, but you get that According as a refund. You make. Right. Yeah. But you get that refunded if, you've, if you're at certain levels. Because right. we have this, what is it? It's supposedly progressive, but it's actually stupid. So... <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm planning to say on the tax committee. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> this is stupid. So the point is, though, that I really think that Rick Hill has taken a, a I think that his campaign is floundering a bit in two ways. The sales tax thing, because actually several of the phone calls I've had with voters basically start with, do you support a sales tax? To which you so say, it's on people's mind. No. no. And and that's the other thing about Kelson. This is what cracks me up about. I, I have to interrupt. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But um, everybody that I've been talking to, I've been talking to tons of candidates. Kelson is one of six people. Unfortunately, Mike Miller is the other one. We'll talk about him in a minute. <laughs> um, one of six people that when you ask a simple yes or no question, will answer with a simple yes or no. <laughs> Imagine that. I know. And, Unless and I can't. And then I say, I can't. I can't yeah. say yes or no. Well, yeah. And sometimes it's like, you know, it's a little more complex than that. Fine. Right. But, you know, when I, sales tax is a simple one. Do you support sales tax? No. Yes. No. Right. No. No, no. I'm just saying it's yes or no. Right. My answer is no. And and that's what it should be. Um, right. So, yeah, Rick Hill's getting beaten up by that. But what's and funny is he's getting beaten up on the right. Yeah. He's getting beaten up on the right over mm-hmm. sales tax and on the left over the $500,000. I think yeah. he's screwed. Yeah. Yeah, and that $500,000, I mean, just yesterday, Judge Seeley ruled again, like, you, hey, now, do not spend the money. Take it back. Yeah. So and they're still like, we can do it. We can do well, it. Well, what happened with his? Uh, oh my god. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, I can't think of it. It's Brain the court part. order to stay away from him. He filed something <laughs> in federal court to. He did override. Oh right. Seeley. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Uh, uh, I can't think of it. Can't think of the term. I can't. They use it in either. domestic disputes. Come on, you're in. Restraining order? That's it. Yeah. (laughs) They use it in domestic disputes. We don't call them domestic disputes anymore. But good point. What do do we call them? (laughs) We call them domestic violence crimes. (laughs) 
Shell shock, battle fatigue, <laughs> PTSD, exactly. what post-traumatic stress syndrome, <laughs> or stress disorder. PTSD. We have lots of words. Uh, yeah, it's like shell shock. You know what it is? Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yes, the $500,000. We're getting on the radio with the show. (laughs) Sheely Sheely ruled yesterday that he really needed to stop spending the money, and he's still saying, maybe. But the stations aren't playing it. The stations have stopped because they're like, "Uh, we're out. Out. Not doing with this, not dealing with this. Right. And, and that's smart. They absolutely Because the, do they want to get audited to see if their well, records, no, if they accepted the money? It's not even do they want to get audited. They don't want their accounts frozen. They have to pay their people. Exactly. You know, and they have to, no, that, yeah. would, that would not be pretty. But of course, I mean, Hill campaign is still going to say, no, we've done nothing wrong. It's not like they're going to admit defeat a week before. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. So, and then Fox gave his money back. So here's the interesting thing about that. Fox did? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. So, well, let's back up a little bit, because Marnay was on the show last week. Right, and I missed that show yet. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, and we were talking, and as soon as we got done with the show, she actually got a text message. She was like, oh, things are blowing up. And I was like, really? And we're done recording Politic Boom. Right. What is going on? <laughs> um, and I guess what happened is Pam had filed a lawsuit. Yes, she did. And she needs to fire her lawyer, because if you're going to copy and paste somebody else's lawsuit, at least do the find and replace and put in the correct words for the names of the people, the positions they're running for, and no. the amounts they accepted. Yes. Fire no. him. Fire him. Oh, yeah. The document was ridiculous. He needs to be fired. Who was it? Oh, I don't know. It was some guy. I, I saw the name at one point, but all I could think was never hiring him. Oh, my God. Because it was a copy and paste job. And, you know, I, I know that well, Pam is very busy not a with, full copy and paste job. No, no. It was a full copy and paste job. The only thing he changed was the headers on the front. Right, that's but what he I didn't mean, copy and paste, but not But he didn't do it change. all the way through. Oh, my God. And so, and I know Pam, one, she's running for the for the attorney general. She should have probably read the whole thing through. So, eh, sorry, Pam, have to call you out on it because that's weird. But the other thing is she had hired somebody who should be able to do that job that she was trusting. Since he's not able to do that job, don't trust him, get rid of him. That's all there is to it. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Very high profile blew it. I'll have to find um, it. Was that in the media? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So that went out. Um, but she had filed the lawsuit on at 5 p.m. on Monday, I guess, or on Wednesday of last week. And at 8 a.m. before Fox had ever been served, because he wasn't served until 5 p.m. the next day, um, he, he returned the money. And his big thing was, I'm not getting in the middle of this. I'm not going to have my campaign destroyed it, the way that Hills is. I don't necessarily agree with it. But now is not the time to fight this out, right. which is exactly true. You do this after the election when you can have the legislature in in right. in session and get the amounts put at the right, you know, at an acceptable level so that they're legal again. And then we do the next election with those higher levels. That's right. exactly what you do. And that is what a smart person does. And for that, I admire Tim. I think he did a good job. I think he did the right thing. You know, and yes, I called him out. A little late. Well, it is a little late. And, it you know, it's... It, Sometimes you have to think about something, you know, benefit of the doubt to to Tim on this one. Sometimes you have to think about something and you have to process it right. And you don't always just want to jump first. I do. I consider, you know, uh, uh, jumping to conclusions in Olympic sport (laughs) at which I excel. (laughs) However, you know, when you're running for when you're going to be the AG, that's not something you can do. You really need to think about what you're doing. And that's also why I think Pam waited a couple of days to file the lawsuit. Is this something that I really want to get in the middle of in the middle of a campaign? Mm hmm. Yes, it is. Probably should have gotten a better lawyer to do it. Um, 
and on Tim's side, no, it's not. I don't want to do. I, you know, it's not worth it. This battle. Well, that's good. Is, so he turned it back. Yeah. So he turned it back, and he's he's been all over the state, and he's still doing damage control on why he won't uh, debate Pam, and the fact that he's never uh, argued in front of the Supreme Court is costing him a little bit. But he he's did, really he, getting a lot of heat on this. You won't even show up for things. Yeah, but and but talk to reporters and debate Pam and all of that and, stuff. You know, if you can't talk to reporters and you can't debate your opponent, how are you going to stand up Scalia? Well, and I was just talking to somebody about the fact it'll be interesting because if Tim Fox wins with this strategy, which is clearly a strategy, it's not like he's just too busy or, you know, doesn't have the time or not interested in talking to a particular reporter. He It's a across-the-board kind of refusal to do certain things. And if he wins, it'll be really interesting to see how people analyze that you know well what it means is the next election there's going to be a lot less ads well and like yeah i mean if if really we're moving in the direction of just money and not really engaging then we're idiots. then we come to my props oh day. is that what it is so we're transitioning so, <laughs> from that discussion to the american tradition partnership so here's the thing that cracks me up about this um we've now had Two shows before, we talked mm-hmm. about some of the stuff that you've gotten in the mail. And I burn my stuff. Right. Because <laughs> um, I get it in the mail. It looks like kindling. And, you know, why not? Right. But you put it in your car in the hopes that you won't look over and read it, go psychotic, and drive off the road into well, a tree. keep in mind that between my roommate and I, we get a lot, a lot of mail every day, both at our P.O. box and at our street address. So I have thrown away plenty. Okay. In fact, the first um, newspaper pseudo newspaper newspaper thing that we got um, a couple weeks ago I actually threw away but when no, I got I another one yesterday okay so we're going to explain this to the listeners there's something that looks like a miniature newspaper like the size of what you would see a weekly community newspaper and it's called several the Montana pages. Statesman it's like Montana's maybe 10 pages and most trusted news source right and if you look at it it does not look like it does not look like a campaign um, oh, this was materials. sent to your roommate, Zach Slattery. Yeah, exactly. Not because he's part of this, but just because he's on lists. So um, it looks like a newspaper. If you look through it, it's about 10 pages. On the front page of the last one was a picture of Steve Bullock and all these sex predator faces. And now it's just more bad pictures of Steve. But throughout the paper, this time they actually decide to attack all of the statewide offices. Linda McCullough, Denise Juno. I actually just glanced at it briefly, so I don't know if they're attacking Pam in there. But basically, they pretend to be an actual newspaper. I mean, read it again. Montana Statesman, Montana's largest and most trusted news source around yeah. since 1889. They put fake recipes in there. They are not fake recipes. They're probably real recipes. But the problem is that it makes it look like it's an actual newspaper. There's ads. There's recipes. There's some ads that it's not even clear if the people who are supposedly being advertised endorsed it because I would be really surprised if a state agency actually signed up to be in this newspaper. So this comes to Montana voters from American tradition partnership. Now, anybody who's anybody except for Kevin, um, has already watched the (laughs) PBS documentary. Yes. I haven't watched the PBS (laughs) documentary because, Oh, I don't know. In the last 72 hours, I've had to drive 34 of them and work another 30. Right. So the point is that hopefully some of our listeners have either watched it or will. It's the PBS frontline special. It was called big sky, big something. Anyways, it's an expose, big money, big, right. 
Um, it's an expose into American Tradition Partnership, which used to be called Western Tradition Partnership. It's basically this organization is the one that's um, uh, basically involved in the lawsuits about Citizen United and, um, you know, challenging various state laws. They're very involved in various campaigns. Um, I got to read you this headline. Yes. Come and go coffee purchases to benefit Toys for Tots. Seriously. Well, and what's really funny about that is that there's no come and goes in the state anymore. They all changed over to zip trips uh, two years ago because the name come and go was is, really funny. Right. So, I mean, I I guess I brought this for one because I want to, you know, our 12 listeners or whatever, hopefully they're all um, uh, like informed enough to be able to understand that this is not a news, real news source. But the average resident who's getting this in their inbox their mailbox, everything's an inbox now, yeah. are going to get this and ATP. think that it's actually... ATP is a tax-exempt nonprofit organization under IRC 501c4 and does not endorse, support, or oppose candidates for election. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. I mean, um, clearly, because well, they and, just completely, you know, pr- pr- present a balanced point of view. Give me a break. So they have stuff from the ad council in here. So I'm going to contact the ad council and find out if they actually agreed to put the ads in there. Right. Because if they didn't... Okay, so here's the fun thing about that. It's got the Ad Council logo logo in there, and I, I want to find the one. Um, DPHHS supposedly has an ad in there, too. Where is that? I think you just skipped it. Uh, da, da, da. It's at the bottom of that. I thought it was at the bottom of the Denise Juno one, but maybe it's the next one. I'm not seeing it. There it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, and one from DPHHS. So I'm going to go over to DPHHS because I work with them and see if they approve the ad. And if they didn't approve the ad... I'm going to make sure that the state sues them Mm -hmm. because you don't get to use copyrighted materials and the ad council should do the same thing Mm -hmm. because you don't get to use copyrighted images and materials in political mailings. And this is, this is such horseshit. Mm-hmm. This entire thing is a lie. Since 1889, American Traditions Partnership used to be Western Traditions, which was founded in, what, like 2005, yeah. 2006? Yeah, I mean, they even put, like, pictures of animals. Adopt your dick next best friend from the shelter. Your dead I mean, next best friend. Sorry, your next best friend. <laughs> I just, this makes me so angry. Not because it's attacking people I know, but because it's, like, it's, it's, blatantly lying oh, yeah. and deceiving the people. And then you compound that with the mailings people are getting. I mean, literally we are getting regular, what looks like campaign mailings from American tradition partnership four or five a day. Yeah. And this, so that stuff is enough. They also have to do this fake newspaper thing, all the commercials, all of the, whatever. And it's just, if, if you watch the PBS documentary and you read all this stuff, it's really hard not to feel completely, dismayed by our system right now. I mean, and then to add to that being a candidate, I mean, so I watched this um, Frontline special. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I have known from the beginning that there was going to be some point where somebody sends out something bad about me, you know? Well, I sit down some bad things about you all the time. It's our podcast. So, I mean, and I only have, what, five days left. So who knows what's going to happen in these last five days. But, you know, the interview with John Ward, who was a former Republican legislator who was beat out by um, a challenger a couple years ago. We won't name names because 
friend of the show, Mike Miller. Oh, um, okay. See, I don't think Mike is a bad guy. And, and no, I'm not that's saying why, Mike's a bad you know, guy. We're going, I'm saying this You're getting to your point and we're going yeah. to ask a question and then I'm going to call Mike and find out what's going on. So this documentary talks about how <clears> Mike <throat> beat John in this primary and this outside groups mailed these really negative, what John said were untrue mailers in the last four days of the campaign. And it huge, I mean, it probably did have an impact on the race. And um, thus far, Liz and I have played very nice. All of her mailers are about her and all of my mailers are about me. And we don't attack each other. And um, who knows what's going to come in in these last five days from other parties, right? So like I joked about the last couple shows, I'm just waiting for those things to be able to put on my bulletin board someday. But to, to really understand that like, watching this and seeing some of this stuff, it's just so disheartening because you can work so hard. You can do all the stuff, right. You can be completely authentic and, you know, put all the right out information out there. And then these groups with unlimited resources and also really no kind of, um, bounds because they really feel like they're working within the law and it's just like they, they completely don't interpret the law differently than no, we do. They don't they don't think they're working within the law. They don't care what the law is because <clears throat> well, no, they, they think do. they, they actually... think that everything that's going on is completely wrong and so they're going to yeah. break the law. And but they but they claim like the attorneys who no, are they claim to follow the constitution which they've never read or understood. Right. I'm just saying they claim to be following the law. We have a difference of opinion on what the law is, obviously. Yeah, ours is what's Us on the books, theirs is what's else. in their head. But it's just, it's really, it it made me feel like I don't know if I could do this again, if it keeps down this road where things get so... I don't know that it'll keep down this road. And one of the we'll things, see. you know, well, I finally figured out what I'm going to title my next blog post. And uh-huh. I think I know what I'm going to title this show, which is The American Tradition is Lying. You know, right. Because that's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what these people are up to. They're just lying. And if that's where you're getting your news, if you're getting your news from them, if you're getting your news from Fox News, you are being lied to. And, you know, I know the people who listen to the show are probably just thinking, Kevin, you're preaching to the choir. Right. Um, because I don't know if my mom even. Well, hopefully they're the also pissed off and listening to us and saying, okay, other people are pissed off too. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing is, is that if this were happening and it was people for my side that were doing it, I would be just as pissed mm-hmm. because you don't do that. There has to be some honor in politics. Otherwise, we are going down a path that will not end well. Well, the other side would argue that our side is doing it. If you watch this documentary, there is um, coverage of this research firm something or other in dc that's providing the same sort of sort of you know data and information and resources to progressive um 501c4s and PACs. um and the way the guy is quoted is basically saying i work with the system that is given to me i wouldn't do this if we had clearer rules and I, okay, that's I a level that no, that's a level of bullshit. If right. you don't want to do, you are responsible for what you, what you put out there in the universe. And this is one of the things that I, you know, it, I it, totally agree with you, Kevin. Goes on but that's what's business. so hard about campaigns is like, I'm afraid that if we continue down this road where the rules are so lax and there's all of this like gray area, and inevitably, if one side is going to do this nasty stuff, inevitably the other side ends up mirroring that because it's the only way you even get close to winning. See, I mean, if Tim Fox wins by doing nothing then why would another Pam Busey get up there and work her butt off for a year if that's what's winning you know I mean that's what's hard is like if we're gonna have a system that's 
effed up, then people are inevitably going to play how into you're that. Not swearing. <laughs> she is so nice. Everybody, Kelson is truly very nice. I, however, am not. It is fucked up. Yes. And, and I totally agree with you. Like, people need to, you put out into the universe what you can expect to get back. Well, I and that's it. just it. And on both sides. And here's what's going to happen to the Republicans if they continue down this road. They're going to put out so much negativity that eventually people are going to go, no, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. I may not ever call myself a Democrat, but I'm no longer a Republican. And those people become really, really smart, educated voters because they, they don't trust the Democrats right. yet. And they're not going to put up with this snakiness from the Republicans. And that takes time, but it's going to get there. And it will happen. Because I have some faith in humanity. I have some faith that we're going to stand up and go, no, there's a better way to lead. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, you know, the whole thing about politics is it sucks to get into politics because you're putting yourself out there. You're not expecting much back. And you're doing it because you know that we need leadership. And you you have what you feel are good ideas. And Mm -hmm. you hope that other people believe you. And that's why you go out and you try to recruit them for votes. And you say, look, that's what I'm you hope rep- it's about. I'm going to represent you as best I can. These are my ideals. These are where I'm going to fight for. These are the things that I think are great. These are the things that I know suck. And this is the moment and in that's our relationship. All that somebody should this know. is a moment in our relationship where you are more idealistic than I am, which is Oh, I was having this discussion remarkable. discussion with <laughs> a friend of the show, Jamie Greer, yesterday. Right. Actually, on Monday. Was it Monday? No, it was Tuesday. Uh, yeah, because I was in Missoula. Oh, God. Anyway, um, he, he was talking about how, um, in many ways, democracy is an illusion. And I hope I'm not throwing it under the bus by commenting on this. But, you know, he works within the system and he works very hard to do great things. And, but he has no illusions about how hard of an uphill battle this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Whereas I... My basic my basic philosophy on life is if I go and talk to somebody, at the end of the day, they'll at least know I'm human and that's something. Mm-hmm. And eventually we'll break them down because they don't want to be treated as less themselves and they'll identify with me. And so there is an idealistic part of me that thinks that it can get better and that it will be easier in the future. And I think part of the reason, especially for the gay, lesbian, bi, trans community right now, we're on the cusp of getting equality. And so the last little bastions that we have to uh, win, the last battles that we're fighting are being fought against the loud and crazy. And so it feels much worse than it actually is because we made all of this progress since eighties and nineties where we've, where we've started to get our rights and started to become equal. And we've gotten marriage in six States and, you know, we've gotten domestic partnerships in another, what, five? Well, and I totally agree with you, but I agree with you when I think about it in a collective sense. Like, generally, that's what I believe about interacting with people. Mm -hmm. I guess part of this political thing, and when I think about all the experience I have working for gay and lesbian rights, it's that those individual people who, at this point, are evil in their own way, um make you question whether or not that is true for all humans. Right. Oh, so I you, absolutely you question humanity after dealing with, no, no, no. It's yeah, more well, I like, question okay, democracy so... after talking to voters. So I totally understand. <laughs> absolutely. I believe that generally with, especially with gay rights, if, if we humanize, if we connect to people, if we do all the things you talked about, that's true. I can tell you that, um, I don't know that that will make an impact for somebody like Jeff Lassifee. We have tried 
Right. And but what will not be impacted? He, he will become. He won't be impacted. He will become obsolete. Obsolete. Yeah, be, he'll become obsolete because the people that he's talking to, he'll become crazier and crazier, and eventually right. they will become less and less willing to listen to him. I absolutely and agree with once you. Once they what I mean, identify I, that there's crazy in him, right. they'll realize that what we've been telling them is not crazy, and we were probably right. And while they won't always swallow the crow that's served right. up to them, they will generally at that point back down and become neutral parties or neutral allies. Right. And I totally agree with you in a collective sense. That's why I just mean there's individuals who Yeah, but are Jeff part is of, a dick. He can go right. to hell. <laughs> but that's part of why Jamie feels, you know, discouraged at times. And it's part of why when I think about yeah. politics, yeah. there's he so much... He feels discouraged at times, but it's funny because he gets up every morning and he goes yeah. back to it. And, you know, it's very Sisyphean. You know, it's like... What? <laughs> did you not study mythology? Well, I did, but let's make sure people understand oh what you God. just said. Because uh, it kind of sounds like you called him a sissy. Yeah, well, a Sisyphus <laughs> is a uh, Greek Don't myth do that. who, you know, he had to push the boulder up the hill and right. then it would knock down and then he had to push the boulder up the hill for eternity. Right. And, you know, it's a constant uphill battle. That's where the term, the, the phrase constant uphill battle comes from. <laughs> so you weren't calling him a sissy? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually calling him a Greek god. So, uh, oh, hmm. Jamie. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, is that God? Hold on. Is people. that the Greek God calling? I don't know. <laughs> so the phone is ringing, which was ironic timing given the invocation of Jamie as God that we just did. So, um, oh, yeah. And then I hit the mic. <laughs> ah, but I'm. <clears throat> I'd edit, Here we are. I'd edit that out, but you know what? It's We're funny. Pretend it's live. Yeah. Screw it. So, um, yeah. And I guess for me, it's, it's so the parallel is these American tradition partnership people and like minded organizations really bum me Do out. Do they have minds? I don't know. I think they're just angry. Like, you know, when Governor Schweitzer Jamie... said yesterday, they don't die for their country. They're not individual people who bleed and whatever. But I do think that... The... Right. Oh, you know what? If corporations are people, can, be the, can they be drafted and sent to war? Exactly. So one thing I want to say about the PBS documentary that I don't think went far enough, and hopefully we'll be able to see some evidence on. And they it's talked viewable about... online, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I'll put a link to the in the show notes. I'm probably going to tweet it out like five times today because I haven't seen it. I'll watch it at some point. So it's obviously it's a frontline special. So it's like 15 minutes long. So they couldn't possibly cover the whole thing, but they really established the fact that American tradition partnership is a kind of, you know, defrauding the situation because they're pretending to be a 501 C three, four, whatever. 501 C four. Right. And they're yet not actually in operations. They show that there's not actually an office. There's like a PO box, all that kind of stuff. But where this documentary didn't go. So who works for them? That's the point where this documentary didn't go is who is American tradition partnership? Who like it is an entity and they've clearly established that it's a bogus entity that supposedly has a purpose that clearly it doesn't. But who is it? Like who's involved? Who are the individual people involved? Who are the donors? Who are the contributors? And the reason I'm bringing that up is because part of this loophole world that they're living in is 501c4 people don't have to um, disclose their donors. So we yeah, have but no they way also to know. can't enter into politics like that. So what will happen is we can sue them because they fa- they failed to meet the qualifications as a 501c4, and then they have to release their donors. Well, see, that's the thing is we keep losing. The attorney that represents them is here in Helena, and the protesters went to his office yesterday, and I almost want to just go down there and be like, 
tell me who your people are. You know, it's not like he's going to, but it's just, it's mind boggling to me that this is being backed by all these people out there who don't have to take responsibility for it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about politics and democracy as a whole. If you cannot stand up in the town square and yell out what your thinking is politically, then you are a coward. And you shouldn't be involved. If your words are so scary to you that you think that your neighbors would lynch you for what you're thinking, maybe think something else. (laughs) Mind control. No, that's not mind control. Let's grow the fuck up. (laughs) So I I do think that (sighs) there is a lot of really great information. And then I always promised that I would um, bring their survey. So as a Did you fill it out? No. As a candidate, um, I receive lots of different um, candidate surveys. And they sent me this months ago, and I, of course, chose not to fill it out. For one, because why would I give them ammunition? ammunition? Right. But I just have to say, here's the first question that I've been talking about. And then, surprisingly, most all of the questions are about like energy and land use. So apparently, this group really only cares about that. If they're about energy, energy development, land, land use... And the radical, supposedly radical in quotes, environmental movement. But here's the first question. The state of Montana has been the part of a failed experiment of the federal government involving the reintroduction of wolves. Since the genesis of this project, the wolf population has skyrocketed, decimating Montana's elk herd and our hunting and outfitting traditions, transmitting disease and decimating livestock. That's a pretty bold statement. Well, yeah, and I want to know where they get the transmitting disease because the wolves don't carry any well, diseases that go to any of the other animals. And obviously the wolf issue is a little bit more complex than this statement makes it out to be. But the will you support? So each all of these questionnaires that you get, they have like an opening statement that kind of is supposed to clearly set the tone for how this group sees the issue. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten, you know, 40 of these. And then the next question is usually, will you support or oppose? So, so the blah, structure blah, blah. is this. Here's my crazy. <laughs> right. How do you understand right. it? But they give you this question that's like, okay, so given this, would you support or oppose it? Yes or no. And luckily, the last one I filled out, which was some healthcare organization, gave me also a I don't know, you know, or maybe. Because there are these really complex issues sometimes, and they expect you to say yes or no. It's like, I will say yes or no to legislation. I will say yes or no to a specific um, topic, but this comprehensive question, you either can't. I don't know, or there is no yes or no answer. But here's the question. Will you sponsor, co-sponsor and support legislation that would allow farmers and ranchers to shoot wolves on site? Yes or no. Farmers and ranchers to shoot wolves on site. Right. So basically what this is, are asking... we talking about like the timber wolves out of Minnesota? Because <laughs> right. I really don't like the basketball team. And yeah. quite frankly, I think that would be a good use of ammunition. But, I mean, this is beyond kidding, even kidding. This is beyond even like, um, like right now there's a lot of discussion about managing the wolf population. So number of hunting licenses, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I mean, my understanding is right now, if, if you're being threatened by an animal, you can still shoot them. Yes. Right. Yeah. You, so, then just, you have to report it. You know, right. Exactly. This but this is basically attacking. like, you know, open season on wolves everywhere all, all the time for ranchers no matter and what. farmers. No. Right. And they don't get to do that. No. 
And, and but part I'm of being the reason, asked yes or no. Well, and that, that they frame the question in the, the failed experiment with reintroducing wolves. And, and this as, was another as, one. As if we didn't have wolves before. Like, wolves haven't just existed. Well, but we, we ran them to extinction. Really, right. Really close to extinction. Is that what they want? They just want ultimate extinction of well, this population? Well, of course population? they do, because they, they, want, they think that ranching is far more important than maintaining the earth. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay. I think that, you know, if it's threatening the herd... Mm-hmm. Probably you're okay with shooting it, but the way that that's worded, that would allow a rancher to just wander willy-nilly throughout sight. the state and shoot. I'm surprised this the question doesn't is, have any other gun rights questions, which mm. actually really surprised me. I thought it, for sure there would be more It sounds more like they're being amendment. run by Exxon or something like that. It's more, it's more anti-environmentalist and yeah, land Exxon. use stuff, but... <laughs> Um, well, and, and the people that, but I was the surprised they didn't have any gun questions that were just like, you know, can you, um, shoot people on site if they're a nuisance? Well, we already have the castle law, so yes, you <laughs> exactly. can. As long as they're on your property, you can. Right. So it's just, this is a kind of stuff that in these last five days, I'm just hoping that I, you know, can keep my head on straight and make it through to November 6th. See, okay, so the castle law is interesting. You want to discuss it? No. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there because right. I think it's interesting. There's, my position on this law is clear from my... Right. You you think that it should be repealed completely, but I understand no, where no, it's no, coming no. from. Not, not completely. See, and I, I just think you shouldn't be able to use deadly force, but I think if you've got a taser and they're in your house threatening you, put them down. Right. Put them down. No, but see, what changed is that <clears throat> the law, we've always had a law that says that you could defend yourself right. in your home. Right. This this idea that somehow the castle doctrine is new is untrue. What happened in 2007 um, was, I think it was the 2007 session, was House Bill 228. I think it was actually 2009. So 2009, House Bill 228 passed, and what it did was change the presumption of... Um, like who had to prove it, right? So oh, switch the presumption of guilt. <clears throat> right. So if you if you were in your home and you defended yourself and you acted in self defense, you had to prove that that's what you did. Now the law changes that a prosecutor has to prove that, that that's what that, you did. That that, that, that you, isn't what you did. Right, exactly. That that isn't what you did. So it's it seems like a technical thing, but it has really opened up it's the a situation where anybody can say, oh, well, I felt threatened. So, And then you can't even file charges against the person, you know? So it's just, oh, I, you know, I... We, I should say, my organization that I work for opposed that bill throughout because of... A, it, it's actually bad for domestic violence situations, even though they kept the other side kept using domestic violence victims as a reason to pass the bill, as if, you know, women were going to be safer in their homes if they could just shoot anybody that came in the door, you know, or threatened them. And, you know, sure, in the in the movies, that's what's true. But in reality, what is true is, uh, you know, that most women are killed by their partners using a weapon and that, in fact, having this sort of free for all uh, will allow more um, more abuse, abusive people that- to get off. And also, you know, just this like increase in weapons in the home doesn't do any good for domestic violence victims. Right. So anyway, so I'm not opposed point. to gun rights and stuff. I'm opposed to this, you know, um, 
expansion and promotion of weapons as a way to resolve issues or to um, not have to explain that there was a situation that you had to defend yourself from, you know? So I would like to point out everybody, I've just put Kelson on the spot, which is rude, (laughs) but I did it anyway. And I did it for a reason. And the big reason is because if you're going to run for office and somebody asks you a question on the street, you better be able to answer it. And I do. There it is. There it is, people. That's why you vote for people who don't right. suck. And look at the look at the people you're voting for and say, do they answer questions directly? Because I would tell you that my opponent and others don't answer questions directly. No, because they're not interested in answering I do questions. answer the question in the context that some things are complicated, and it's not a yes or no answer. But well, yeah, but like wolves can never be a yes or no answer because they, they do need to be there. And I'm sorry for all the people who think that wolves don't need to be there. Right. You're wrong. You're wrong. The ecology is damaged when you take out any one of the any any of the parts that make it a whole. It gets damaged when you remove them. Mm-hmm. And we removed the wolves, and then we ended up with urban deer. And I would like to point out, we've got a ton of urban deer. Right. And we have to spend money to... And we can't, you know... Call the herd or whatever they call that. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I jokingly said, well, we just need to introduce urban wolves. But we can't. <laughs> because they'll come into your Scary. house and eat your grandmother. <laughs> while you're wearing a red hood and <sighs> carrying baked goods. Yeah. So, enough about that. Let's move on to happier, cheerier times. Five days. Five days. Yay. And it's official that the Democrats are having a celebration at the Great Northern Hotel, which I guess is where I'll hang out. Very cool. I want to actually, I think I need to call Ted Dick and see if I can set up and maybe broadcast live from the event. Right. And interview people. And interview stuff. people and just talk about what's going on and, you know, get people's opinions and see what, how they think the election ran. Because I think it'd be very interesting. I think so, too. Um Maybe not so much, even if you couldn't do it live, but just record little segments with people would be super cool. Yeah. I'm well, planning. I know I can do that. Yeah. I can do that anyway, but. I'm planning to attend that and we'll see what happens. I'm. You know what else is coming up? What? Two days after. Mm-hmm. Montana's 123rd birthday. Wow. How's that for fun? 123 years. Yep. Good job, Montana. You've made it Have you far. been around like this newspaper since 1889? Give me a break. I think they're talking about, are they talking about this, this, um, moose or whatever in this picture has been around since 1889 or what, what are they talking about? I have, uh, they're lying. They're lying. We're going back to that topic. No, we're not. Okay. So, um, but you reminded me of birthdays and there's 1889. So I'm excited for next week. I'll know one way or the other. I've been having dreams about my opponent lately. So I'm hoping that those stop. (laughs) I would hope. Yeah. It's weird because in my dream, like we're interacting with each other in completely non-current context ways. So like in my dream last night, we were both teachers at this school and she had... um, Neither one of you has ever been a teacher. Right. (laughs) Hurt herself and I was like helping her or something. It was just really come on. So um, I'm hoping to, you know... Yeah, stress myself of all of these things by next week. Last night I actually indulged and... um, uh, went to the haunted corn maze. Ooh, out in how was that? The Valley. It was put on by like the Helena kind of youth sports program. And it mm-hmm. was really good. Like, first of all, you have to walk around in the middle of nowhere in the dark through cornfields. And then they have all these teenagers creepy. dressed up scary, especially if you were alive in the eighties and watched children of the corn, oh, yeah. any sort of corn now freaks Oof. me out. The only bad thing is that the corn wasn't really high enough. So you're walking around and the corn is like here. 
And and just it's about four feet high. <laughs> Three, yeah. <laughs> so if it would be really cool if the corn was actually like above your head, and then all of a sudden things were jumping out at you, or no, there was that an would opening. Not be cool. But this one, you just have to deal with the fact that it's dark and people are jumping out. But they have all these. So you're walking around this maze, and then things will jump out at you. And there was this one part where these girls were like skipping down the road, and they're all zombied out, and they were singing this creepy song. And then you could hear off in the distance the chainsaw guy. And I thought for sure when we walked by the chainsaw guy, he would just like rev up his chainsaw. But he actually jumped into the path and put the chainsaw on my leg. It has no chain on. I know, but still I was like, oh my God. So we were screaming hysterically and (laughs) went with a group of people. So it was just really super fun to be outside and get fresh air and also to get like scared and scream a bit. Um, Nice little adrenaline rush right before the end of the election. So it was a nice little break and now back to campaigning. Fun. Yeah. So you have a big thing coming up this weekend where you're doing the last get out the vote push. Yeah. So in the next few days, we are um, obviously making calls to all the people that we haven't reached yet. And then we're doing what's called a lit drop where we basically pick certain precincts. <laughs> it's where we get a shot of vodka at right. every house. <laughs> and so, we get lit and then we drop. <laughs> oh, geez. I like that. Like when Mike uh, Wessler was doing Pam Busey stuff, he called it drop it like it's hot. Of course, you know, like us young people, we have to take politics and make it pop culture but um well duh right so we're dropping it like it's hot on sunday where you basically ask for volunteers to drop it on all kind of registered voters or likely voters um just as a final reminder like how's that list whittling down are lots of people doing the uh, absentee balance it seems to be, but it's there's a delay between people voting and it getting into the system. So you basically, like, we've had some people kind of fall off our our lists in terms of who we call and who we send mail to. But unfortunately, there's too much of a lag for it really to make a difference. So, like, we sent out a mailing last week and we sent one out this week. And we took off a few people, but I'm sure much more have voted. So mm. people who have already voted are still getting stuff, and it's because there's a delay between the elections office and this like voter information system that we use. Hmm. So, but yeah, there's only a few more things to do in these last five days. And yeah, I'd ask you what else you're going to do, but it's five days. It, it, it's <laughs> yeah, the last please. push. Yeah. I'll no. probably eat some, excuse me. I'll probably eat some dinner and, you know, <laughs> get some sleep and hopefully nothing else that's going to rile me up. Mm. I feel like I really need to, this weekend I need to avoid any sort of um, things that are politicky. And when I'm not doing politics, I need to just like watch mindless movies or rom-coms. Or um, speaking of, whatever. Though, have you seen the previews for Cloud Atlas? Yeah. Are you going to go see it? I don't know. It looks interesting. It does I look also interesting. really think that Life of Pi looks interesting. I think I might read that book. Oh. Have you read it? Mm-hmm. Is it good? I Yeah. I, from what I remember, yes. Oh, I read it, it old like or something? 12 years ago, I think. Oh. Well, Unless somehow I never heard about that book. Unless it's a different book the same book. name. Well, it's probably just been redone with a Hollywood cover. Mm, probably. Yeah. But that movie looks interesting, too. So, yeah, I'm going to try to, like, give myself some mind space this weekend. I'm really just preparing myself emotionally for either result and trying to do a last push of work. So if anybody listens and really wants to help out on Sunday, we're going out and you don't have to actually interact with people. You just have to drop lit. People are sometimes more likely to do that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have the TV show that I have to put together on Sunday. So um, hopefully it'll be good weather. Yeah. This weekend will be interesting for football. Frontier Conference is still going on and everybody should be watching the Frontier Conference games online at gameoftheweek.tv. That's G-O-T-W.tv. Mm-hmm. Support us. It'd be nice. It's great when you watch the games. Yay. And it's fun. 
All right. So uh, sounds like we'll be recording next week, post-election. I think we will. This um, is our last We might need to do before. it on Wednesday, but yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Okay. I'm not worried about it. So here we go. Last That's few it. days. That's it? That's, That's it. what we're telling people? How long yeah. have we been here? We've been here a while. Oh, an hour and five. We're good. Good. It just went by so quickly. It did because you were fired up. Fired up, people. This is Kelsey. I never, I didn't fired have spittle. Up. I didn't have spittle. Well, that's because you don't do fired up the same way I do, <laughs> which is probably a good thing. I, I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, so when you run for office, how are you going to be if you're on the Senate floor? And I was like, probably strung up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cause there'll, there'll be a moment where I'll call someone out and it won't be exactly appropriate for that body. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, we'll see. But I'm kind of okay with that. I think it'd be one of the, you know, like you were mentioning earlier in the show, there was, or maybe it was before the show, the one guy who got censored all the time, censored yeah. all the time, you know. Ed Butcher, who's in the yeah. uh, Frontline special. Yeah. He got censored all the time for saying crazy things. Well, see, I'd be censured all the time for saying rude but true things. <laughs> like, I could be nice, but right. you people could be intelligent. Mm. Since I don't see that happening, I'm not going to be nice. Hmm. So, yeah. Oh, there was one other thing I was going to talk about. Um, the meeting in December for the... Uh, Discrimination discrim- ordinance. Yes, yeah, December 13th. I, I have to double check because my understanding last time was that they would have to post this public version On by the, the first December meeting and then they would hear it the next week. But maybe since they got it done, they're posting it this month and then having the hearing that first one. I don't know. We have to verify, but hmm. it's one of the two days in December. Nice. All right, everybody. So everybody who supports equality, which should be everybody. Mm-hmm. If you don't support equality, call me. Let's have a little conversation. Uh, I hope to see you at that meeting. Yep. All right. Have a great week. You too. Yay. It's almost over.